I can buy a cake whenever I want. It doesn't have to be my birthday. 45, 50, 45, 30, he's gonna go. Holy cow. Big red junkies. Game by What's up, Big Red Junkies? We are here on National Signing Day, or the early signing day, I guess. And it is finally time for us to break down some players that we know we actually have coming. Thank God. Because <laughs> I am so done with the... My sister's uncle's boss's best friend who got kicked out of a bar. That bouncer that kicked him out knows this one guy that, you know, talked to this other guy that... He, it's a guarantee. It's like, oh, God, can we just... That was pretty reliable information. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's, there's some good stuff. Some good this stuff. last week was exhausting. <laughs> I don't, it was, but like, I, don't, I know you don't enjoy it as no, much as I do. I'm not totally the saying that in a bad way. I'm not totally saying that in a bad way. I'm just saying, like, everybody thought that they knew everything. Yeah. That, that's what I'm talking about. And well, everybody did know everything until they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> until it all changed. Until it all changed. <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of changes that happened this year. Yes. The a lot of changes. The NCAA football offseason is becoming like like the NBA offseason. Like, everybody's moving around. Nobody knows where everybody's going to end up next year. It's fucking wild, man. Super teams are coming together. It's nuts. Yeah, it's it's getting a little wild. But before we get jumping into anything too serious, I want to talk about this. This is Malachi Coleman's book, uh, Coleman 15, Fly Like Kai, uh, this is the sponsor for today's show. We'll drop the uh, website where you can go out and pick one up. It's a really cool story. Um, it's it looks like a children's book completely. Like it could be a children's book, but it's his story. Um, there's some sad stuff in it. He's gone through some serious things, and he's uh, that is one strong dude. Ab, jeez, that's an understatement. And not just not just him, but also his sister. I mean, just yeah. the whole the whole family dynamic and uh what they what they've gone through and everything praise his parents and everything that uh, for him to get get from where he came from get get the book read it Mm -hmm. (laughs) we don't want to give it all away or you don't need to get the book so uh it's definitely worth it but yeah it's 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 cool there there's a little bit we're going to give away there's a there's a cool uh what'd you say it is it 10, 10 things about Malachi or 10, yeah, says, 10, uh, 10 questions to get to know Malachi. Let's see. Here, Hopefully on. we're not going to get in trouble for ripping this out of here, but well, we're not reading the whole thing. No, it says 10 questions with Malachi. And I was, <laughs> I was looking at this and I'm like, and just question number one, it was like, uh, that's like, I could eat dinner with this guy. Like, cause the very first question was, what is your favorite dinner time meal? And he said, cereal, cinnamon toast crunch, fruity pebbles, and Reese's Puffs. <laughs> like, <laughs> Gotta love it. Sold. Cinnamon toast crunch is one of my favorite cereals ever, and I used to eat boxes of fruity pebbles in one sitting. Cinnamon toast like, crunch is my favorite. It's that and yeah. life. Like that cinnamon life, That's those are, my, those are my two favorites. And I remember when I was a kid, I, all I wanted was to eat fucking cereal for, for dinner. Yeah. Well, I think every kid wants to yeah. eat cereal. Yeah, and then you become an adult with some adult money, and then that's all you eat for two weeks. <laughs> and then you forget to eat <laughs> cereal for five years. Yeah, then you can't move, and you're stuck to the couch. Yeah. It's, uh, a, it's that first time like you realize, I can buy a cake whenever I want. It doesn't have to be my birthday. It's like that, but yeah. with cereal. You know, and another thing, I, I really like that, you know, this is a 
kid that a lot of people don't really know history stuff as far as <clears throat> specifically sports. I mean, I always give you guys shit that I get. I bring up these old players, and when yeah, I from before we're born, and when I say old players, it's like we're from a player from born. like eighty eight, and you guys are like, I don't know who the fuck that guy is. That is before we were born. <laughs> I know. <laughs> But like I was asked, a person you'd like to have dinner with from the past, and he said Bo Jackson. Yeah, Th- that's probably not a guy that I would think that one of, you know one of somebody most... in this generation yep. would bring up. But well, I mean, if you think about like him specifically, he was listed as a preseason freshman freaks list. Like, yeah, he's a freak athlete. Bo Jackson, freak athlete, like, uh, probably the most freak athlete of all time. Him yeah. and Ken Griffey. Uh, it's it's. Yeah, he'd be a fun one to have dinner with. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> he Probably not stories. even somebody I'd think about. But yeah, if you're just thinking about sports, hell yeah. Yeah. I also liked, where are you taking someone on a first date? And he said, mini golf to see if she's competitive. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I thought he was going to say muchachos, where he's got the burrito deal. <laughs> well, they're, yeah, they're, in the, they, they're mentioned in the book, too. Nice. It depends uh, on how competitive she is. <laughs> Maybe she gets to go to muchachos. Yeah. Are we going to Burger King after this or muchachos? <laughs> We're just headed I, home for a box of cereal. I kind yeah. of also want to see that really big Thanks. kid play mini golf. Like, oh god, he'd have to bring his own putter. Yeah, <laughs> he'd have to bring his own putter. There's no way he's using. He'd be bending halfway over. Yeah. If he was using the <laughs> he'd have a sore back by the yeah, time. Yeah, no that... kidding. No, that's cool. If you're a Malachi Coleman fan, smash the like button. Support him. Go out and buy his book. And it's if cool. you're not, you should be. From what I understand, all this money goes to his NIL. It's all it's all going over to him, which I think all of his NIL yeah, stuff yeah. right now he's putting towards his foundation anyway. So yeah. yep. it's all going to a good cause. Go yep. check it out. It's a really good story. Going from Malachi Coleman, speaking of him, he's got to get the ball. And we got a guy to throw it to him now. We actually got two. Not the guy we all thought a week ago. If you'd asked us a week ago, we thought for sure Kyle McCord was on here. He's he's on his way. It was gonna be a done deal. Uh, as we found out today in Matt Rule's press conference, he never actually got an offer. He came to Lincoln. Everybody was putting in predictions that he was coming here. But according to Matt Rule today, he never offered a transfer quarterback. I, I, well, no wonder he left disappointed. <laughs> well, if the stories are true, and again, they're just rumor stuff, whatever, who the hell really knows what stories actually are true or not, especially over the last week and a half. I would think that uh, after Rule like face-to-face met Kyle McCord's dad, that's probably why he didn't get an offer. But uh, <laughs> I heard some of the stuff about his dad. I I think I Rule didn't. Is, you guys got to share. Well, what? so so apparently, Kyle McCord's dad was a little controlling. A, a, well, he's not not only controlling; he's meddling. Yeah. He's he's a. I'm going to call the coaches. I'm going to call the news stations. I'm going to call up. Uh, the there's fuck? a there's a couple big time national podcast guys out there that are dumping all over him. I think it's Jason McCord is his name. He was a he was a quarterback long time ago, not very good, and just. Dumping on this guy because he's calling up. You need to keep my son's name out of your mouth because they're calling him soft. Like there's a big time Ohio State podcast out there that's an, actually a national one, but he's from Ohio State, and he he straight up calling Kyle McCord out for leaving. He's like, Why, "What are you leaving for?" And you know, it's not just like his dad stuff. Whatever. Did he call I call Urban Meyer too. Well, that's that's what I was actually <laughs> going to go to. Urban Meyer even called it out. He's like, "It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Why are you leaving Ohio State where you've been the starter and you won eleven games?" Like, you're the incumbent. Yes, you're going to have to compete for your job next year. You're not going to get a guarantee. You think you're not going to have to compete everywhere? I think, you know, you made the, you made the point last week or two I weeks ago that, was looking for. That, that Kyle McCord was, you know, kind of getting scapegoated for them losing the Michigan game. And was their offense as dynamic this year? Not necessarily. But, I mean, 
The numbers that he put up, we would take them. We'd take them in a heartbeat well, last year. Also, what a lot of people were saying, the biggest thing that Kyle McCord was not was that he was not Justin Fields and he, he was not CJ Stroud. Stroud. Yeah. And you know how many other people are not Justin Fields and CJ Stroud? Pretty much everybody. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like they they were expecting CJ Stroud part two and they didn't get it. That doesn't mean that they got a bad quarterback. They were just used to something else, and they got this. They had a team that was more competitive this year with Kyle McCord, a lesser quarterback than they've had for the last probably four or five years at Mm -hmm. least. They had a team with a better shot at making a title run this year than C.J. Stroud did the entire time he was there. So what does that that say about your program? What does that say about where you are? It says that you have... A lot of expectations because you're way up here. Hey, yes. hey, Ohio State fans. I got it from the Husker fans who've had 20 years of just constantly shooting ourselves in the dick when it comes to our players. As we were just talking about with Tommy Armstrong. Uh, maybe be appreciative of what you do have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it, it is what it is. The, the Kyle McCord thing, from what I understand and what the way it played out, the way it looks, he was looking for a guaranteed starting position. Matt Rule was never going to give that to him. Nope. And the moment going to give it to anybody. The moment those words came out of his mouth when he came to Lincoln, because he came to Lincoln. There was, you know, there's pictures of him in Lincoln. Mm-hmm. He was here. He was here for a real visit. Him and Julian Fleming. Julian Fleming has not signed someplace. They weren't here together, it, though. They were not. Okay. They were sorry. not. Uh, Julian Fleming came in the day that Comicord left. Yes. They were technically here at the same time, but not not for the same thing. They passed each other on the yeah. street. It was, uh, and, and Julian Fleming has not signed anywhere, and we are not out of the running for him, for him, from what I understand. So that's interesting because he was originally after Kyle McCord signed, instant crystal ball projections, you know, ninety nine percent he's going to Penn State, and now all of a sudden that's been rolled back a little bit. So I think some of those transfer guys, at least the the bigger ones that are out there that have a bunch of opportunities, they're going to take their time trying to figure out where they're going. Some of the schools needed some of those transfer guys to make a decision before signing day in order to grab some of the signatures that they got today. But that wasn't what Rule was doing. I think he's truly wanted to get his class signed. He's wanting to, you know, he tried using the portal last year and going about things in a new way. I think he this year is saying, my way is and has always been, I start with a super, super young team. Guys are going to learn to do things from from the very (laughs) ground up. And... I th- we have one transfer signature right now. He's got four years of eligibility left. Yeah. So he's basically a freshman. <laughs> yeah. I, and I mean, that I know, I know we got a couple of comments on our last show where I made my crazy way too early prediction about how I didn't think we were going to go after anybody in the transfer portal. Can I pause you for a sec? Yep. You prefaced it by saying crazy yeah, way too I, early. No, I don't care. I was wrong. That's fine. I, you know, whatever. Yeah, but it doesn't <laughs> matter. You know. No, that's no big. Don't smash you because we were, no, I'm we were not. just having fun. I'm, I was. I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to smash you fucking moron. My, the biggest reason why I made that prediction was more about I did not trust that 1890 was going to shell out the money. We clearly know that they will shell out Jesus, the money now. Yep. Um, also, I was going off of what Rule said in the postseason press conference, and he said it again today, where he's not the biggest fan of one-year rentals. It doesn't mean that he won't go do his due diligence, but when it comes to preferences, that's not what he prefers because he prefers to have the young team that he can develop and he can work through and all that other stuff. 
So well, let's be let's be real about life here. Experience in the college game matters. Yes, yes. absolutely. Experience being coached under Ryan Day, it's it's invaluable. He's one of the best quarterback coaches in the country. Mm-hmm. Totally get it. At the same time, you have one year rental in Kyle McCord, who already has an insecurity issue with anybody behind him. Who knows? Danny Kaling might have been too much of a risk of competition for him. I don't know. I think the moment that he let the 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 language, however he said it, whatever he used to say, I need a guarantee that I'm gonna that I'm gonna start next year. I think Rule knew right then. No, nah, yeah, that's cool. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm out. I'm out. So where did he land? Is he going to Syracuse? He went right? to Syracuse. Yeah. That's see, that's that's the other that's the back end. Like how this all played out is why I think that that part of this is all true. Mm-hmm. That he absolutely was running away from any competition because Syracuse can guarantee him a starting job. Well, and the weird thing is, is Fran Brown, the guy that took the Syracuse job, is like Matt, one of Matt Rule's best friends. So it's like, <laughs> but you know what's crazy? And and this was the point that was made on that. I can't remember the name of that podcast. I wish I could. I'll have to look it up. But he made this point. He said. He said, Fran Brown is a super tough, old-school type of coach. And the thing about it is, Kyle McCord signed that letter. He can't transfer again. He can't move. The only thing he can do to get out of working there is leave college football. And so, you're stuck now, buddy. You're going to have to compete with whatever you got there. So, you better be awesome or you're going to lose your job to somebody that you thought you weren't going to. Well, I mean, he's only going to have to compete at Syracuse. Yeah. I, I, I get that. I'm not saying, but that's part of why I think all that stuff about it, competition is true because winding up at Syracuse. Not that Nebraska had a, a bunch of quarterbacks in the room prior to this for him to compete with. If you like, we said if you talk about this two weeks ago when we were hearing the rumors that oh Kyle McCord, Kyle McCord, he might be coming to, coming to Nebraska, and then he shows up that weekend, we all thought for sure we're getting him. Mm-hmm. And it sounded like based on rules, press conferences, and the way he talked about stuff today, he was asked directly. How'd this Dylan Riola thing go down? And he straight up said, we were respectful. When he said he was going to Georgia, we backed off. Obviously, we still have a connection with him because his, <coughs> his, his uncle coaches here. And apparently the whole family, I didn't, I didn't know this, the whole family came to the Michigan game. Yeah. And then stayed for the next day and experienced the aftermath, which if, if we all remember, the big Sunday night practice. Mm-hmm. And he said he thought that the way that the team handled things and seeing, you know, that the coaches were who the coaches were, even after getting a bad ass whooping like that, he said he thought that played a big part in the decision making that he that he made. And this sounded like basically Rule got a text message last weekend. Hey, coach, I I think I want to come to Nebraska. <laughs> like, well, at least I want to come up and visit was, to solidify my. It right. was yeah. It was a. It was. It was out of the blue. This was not something that they've been working on and, no. and blindsided. You know, They were equally as blindsided as probably Kyle McCord and his camp were when they were here in town. Because at the time, they thought the only competition he was going to have was Danny Kalen. Well, and that news came out when McCord was here. Yeah. So, I mean, no matter how the conversation was going with the McCords and Rule and the staff, I'm guessing that that changed when the news started to circulate about rail. <laughs> I'm sure it did. Because that was the same I'm day. Sure it was did. on a Monday when everything started to come out. And the McCord family was there. I'm, like, I could only imagine, you know, Papa McCord checking his phone, getting messages or whatever else, and being like, so what? are you 
bringing in a five-star, like, the, the best quarterback in the country that's, that's probably able to start at, like, 100 or 115 schools in the country next year? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think there's – oh, the chunk. Ron Kellogg the third up on the screen. Love him. Uh, God, he was fat. Back to it. Uh, Dylan Raiola is coming to Nebraska. Officially signed. Yep. The cool thing about the cool thing about seeing on these websites though, like the different stuff, once they put all their signed stuff up there today, they update when they actually sign their letter of intent. And like to see this, okay, cool. Well, he signed on Monday. He didn't even wait to sign until today. Like that's that's I think that's neat. Um it's cool to me to see how everything played out in that situation and it really just came down to he felt like family is family, Nebraska's family and this is where I'm supposed to be. The the poem thing, some people are crushing him for it because it was it looked a little weird. It was a little it was a little odd, but if you actually go back, like you go look at his Twitter, the dude's just a little eccentric. Like he does a lot of posting Bible verses and stuff I'm not, like that. Like, I'm not completely crushing it. It just he, looked weird because there was some third person reference. Like he it was like him giving out it felt like him giving out this poem, but he refers to himself in the third person in the poem. It's like I don't like it just sometimes a quarterback a, a a great like that has to be a little eccentric has to be a little little weird a little goofy uh i think i think that's that kind of fits him okay <laughs> he believes he has a purpose even higher than just but playing man, good quarterback as long as he doesn't break the law he can do whatever he yeah, wants really as long as he plays good football play good football that's yep. i yeah. was literally just going to say play good football i don't care yeah like, <laughs> i'm excited about it I'm excited about it. Did you guys have anything else on Dylan Royal? I mean, the big the big things that stand out to me is how much he takes care of the football. He is a pro, true pro style quarterback, which that's something a lot of people don't really seem to like. Didn't seem to understand going into this off season is Marcus Satterfield was not intending to run an option yep. offense. We talked about that all season. Yeah, how much of this offense is? Is not his offense. Well, we we talked about how much it wasn't his offense, but we didn't really talk so much about the ideas that they had, like what they want to run. And now that's made. Well, we don't really know. We didn't. Well, really now know. it's clear. Yeah, yeah. Now, now based on this recruiting cycle and the types of guys they went after, it's very clear now. This is going to be a pro style offense. There's going to be some option read stuff in it, but this is a pro style offense that they're putting together. You look at the types of linemen that they went out and got. You look at the types of wide receivers that they're going out and getting. This is not for <laughs> the quarterback ain't going to be running it 20, 25 times every game no. like, like it was last year. If, it, if that happens this year, I would imagine Satterfield has to go bye-bye by like week six. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, honestly, most of what I had planned on talking about all day today uh, went out the window once we found out Chubba Purdy was leaving. So, <laughs> what, what were your thoughts on that before you found out he was leaving? Well, I, I still I was telling people all weekend when we you know basically knew that uh, Rayola was coming. I still, if I had to put money on anything, I'd still wouldn't say that he's going to be our starting quarterback at the beginning of the season. Now he'd probably end up as our starting quarterback at the end of the season, but I still wasn't a hundred percent sold that he was still our starting quarterback from day one. See, but it doesn't really matter now. So when when I dig when I dig into like I did a lot of watching film on Rayola. Um, it looked a lot of looked at a lot of his stats. Looked at the different teams that he's been on. You, you know, you look at the fact that combined on the season are three different quarterbacks through twelve picks. This year at at his high school in Georgia, he threw one pick on the season. He had like twenty seven touchdowns or something like that, 
and one pick, and it was his 11th pick in his high school career, starting for four years. So the guy takes care of the football. Heinrich Harburg threw only 13 interceptions in his three years. Okay, that's fair. Just saying. That's yeah. That's 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 a good thing to point out. <laughs> I don't I don't think that we understand yet how good he's going to be at the collegiate level. He's already the size. He's already been playing with collegiate style athletes, like at really high end high schools. It's not like a guy who's coming. Like that's that's one of the things we talked about on our twenty four off season preview was a guy like Grant Bricks, who's a great get. It's somebody that. Uh, Donovan Raiola has been after for the last three years. Since he, since he came here, basically, they had that off-season camp. He was at camp, and Matt Rule talked about it today. The moment I was in the door, he was talking to me about this guy. They're very excited to get him, but he's been playing <coughs> Logan Magnolia in Iowa, a little tiny school. He's he, It's kind of like Carter Nelson and what we've talked about. Yep, I was just he's a say freak that. athlete. He's awesome, but he's coming from playing nobody with a bunch of nobodies. It's not that's not the same situation for Dylan Rayola. That's not the same situation for some of these guys that are coming in here. They've been playing big boy football, mm-hmm. big big boy high school football, and they're going to be able to impact the game immediately. I, I was just saying the only reason why I say it because yes, he's a five star. He's got all the talent. He's got all the intangibles. All of those other things. It's just not always a guarantee that a five star kid cu- quarterback comes in and he plays well right away. Like this last year. Dante Moore from UCLA, he he's a five-star quarterback. He struggled. It, and he started the first six games. The first three games, he played great. Everybody was like, he is what everybody thought he was. Then the next three games, he didn't. And he ended up getting benched after game six, and now he's in the transfer portal. So, I mean. Well, not anymore. He's out. He's, well, gone. he's leaving yeah. you at UCLA. That's what I'm saying. Like, so it's not, you know, always just this absolute slam dunk. I hope to God that it is. I'm just as excited. I'm not trying to sit here and, like, be – Whatever. I'm just saying that was why I was like, I'm not going to sit here and say that it's an absolute guarantee. Again, this was with Chubba Purdy. Now, there's nobody behind him, so he's going to be the starter. But I was not 100% sold that he was the day one starter. Again, I thought he'd end the season as the starter for one reason or another. I just wasn't 100% sure that he was going to be the starter. I think the cool thing about... Like I was prepared to come in here and do a shot bet with you on who the starter was, the game one starter uh, was going to be. I would, I would have, t- I would have still <laughs> taken Raiola because I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that Rule would have guaranteed Raiola you're going to, you're going to be able to start. But I also do think Rule told Raiola, I guarantee you will have the opportunity to win well, that yeah. starting job. I mean, he said it today in the, in the press conference. He said Harburg and Purdy deserve a chance to compete for the starting job, and. He propped up the quarterback room, all four of the guys, Kalen, Rayola, mm-hmm. and Harburg and Purdy, and talked about how there's going to be a competition and all that stuff. Now, of course, you could say that that's lip service coach speak, probably. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think it is. I, I don't. I think he truly, like, he believes that competition breeds excellence. Yes. A, a rising tide raises all ships sort of a mentality. Yep. And I think that that's how they sold Danny Kalen on staying. Mm-hmm. I think they said, "Hey, look, man, you already went. You've already gone to multiple quarterback camps with this guy. You compete right alongside of him. You beat him in an accuracy contest not fucking four months ago, five months ago. Come here, stay here, and compete with him. Sharpen iron sharpens iron. Get better. Mm-hmm. Be the guy that we can redshirt this year. You'll still have eligibility left when he's ready to go to the NFL in three years. 
Right. Then, Hopefully. then you're going to be really freaking good in three years. Not to mention, if Raiola is as good as everybody thinks he's going to be, you go get some of that rub, and then take it somewhere else and play if you want. That too, if you if you like, if you're going to do that, like that's fine. There's also a chance Raiola gets hurt in game three, and then wind and, and Kalen winds up starting the rest of the year. You never know how this is going to play out. My assumption moving forward is going to be that Raiola is going to be the guy. He's yeah. going to come in. He's going to be the dude. I think everybody needs to take a step back and not think he's winning a Heisman in year one. <laughs> he's going to have struggles. He's going to have concerns. Rules talked about. Both places, Temple and Baylor, he used a starting <laughs> quarterback in the first year, and they struggled. They, they weren't they weren't five-star best quarterback in the country talents. P.J. Walker and Charlie Brewer. No. Yeah. Who? I, yeah, well, yeah. P.J. Walker's in the NFL. No, okay. Backing up. Who's backup? He plays every once in a while. He plays. See, he's a spot starter guy. He's a special teams guy. <laughs> no, he's a quarterback. He plays every once in a while. No, I'm just. I'm kidding around. But my point is, he's out there and catches the ball. He's been in the league for a long time. Yeah, no, I get my my the, the joke that I'm trying to get to is that everybody in college football who knows anything about college football has known Dylan Raiola's name for three years. Mm-hmm. Like this dude is known. This dude's going to come in and be the dude is my assumption. But he's still going to struggle. He's still going yes. to have his growing pains. We're going to have bad games. He's going to probably, like you alluded to by comparing Harburg to him, he's probably going to have more turnovers than we're, we're going to assume. I don't think anybody's going to assume we're going to average. Like, we're not going to be asking, is it going to be three and a half or four <laughs> over under three and a half turnovers a game next year? It fucking better not be. No. Um, well, and the other thing is, and this is not criticizing the players that are on the team now, but the proven talent that we have. Like, I mean, we have a lot of potential. We have a lot of good players. Unfortunately, they get injured a lot, specifically running back. Um, obviously, Malachi's got tons of potential. Uh, Jalen Lloyd's got tons of potential, who's only played two years of football. Uh, we've got guys that have the potential, but we don't have anything proven. You know, a lot of people also bring up the Adrian Martinez starting game one for Nebraska, and that's great. And the fact that he's in the building to be able to help Dylan Rayola possibly Absolutely. would try to do hey, with why did like you that is great why did too. you not develop what what happened but but you look at what Adrian Martinez and granted obviously we didn't have a great record Adrian Martinez this first year but everybody loved Adrian Martinez and the potential that he was going to continue to have but Adrian Martinez's first year he had a, an established Stanley Morgan who ended up with over a thousand receiving yards he had J D Spielman who had eight hundred receiving yards. Devino Zigbo, who had a thousand re- uh, rushing yards that year, a NFL tight end Jack Stoll that year, like he had talent around him. Does Rayola have? Yes, there's more talent around him now. I, there's more talent on this again. Team next established, year. proven, talent. not established. That's proven. what I'm saying. That's not what you said. You said I, talent. No, around I did him. say proven talent. That's what I said at the very beginning of this. Talent around him, and you've got you've got. That's where the injuries that we had this last year are going to help us this this coming year, because you've got to stay healthy. Yes, you've. Well, I'm talking about the young guys right now that did stay healthy. I'm talking about the Malachi's and the Jalen Lloyds and the other guys that you know. Him shouting out Jeremiah Charles a red shirt last year, being able to see what those guys are going to look like and do this this coming year, a whole year under rule system, a whole year getting into college shape, growing. You're you're all nineteen and twenty now instead of eighteen, nineteen, seventeen. Some of them, it's it's going to be a big difference, I think, in in the guys that we saw get a little bit of touch and play time this last year. And you bring in a guy who just, even if our new quarterback, 
whoever he is, let's let's assume we don't know who it is, even if he just manages the game better and doesn't turn the ball over, we win more games next year. With the guys we had at the experience level they were at. You bring in the fact that we're bringing back guys, our offensive line is going to be a lot deeper and a lot more talented this next year. Even if, even if we were playing true freshmen this coming year, there's more talent to be had now than there, than there was. Everything is going to be better across the board, including our wide receiver core. The only big question that's back there, you mentioned Divine Zigbo being a 1,000-yard rusher. Who the hell is going to be that guy for us? Because Gabe Irvin looks like he's trying out for the Mr. World Strongman competition right now. He's so yoked. I don't know if that does anything for his legs and whether or not he can keep his knees healthy. But I think I think Dylan Ryle has an amazing shot at being a really, really, really good true freshman quarterback. I think he can play well. Hopefully, that's as, that's probably as much optimism. Jed as doesn't want to be Jed. optimistic. I get no, it. No, that's not. I don't. I do. I am optimistic. I'm excited and everything else, but well, I still also, see the players around him, and I'm not 100 percent sold yet. The last the last prediction Jed made went out the window. Yeah. Immediately. He's, he's not making any <laughs> He's like, I'm done. I'm he's not done making any projections <laughs> whatsoever. No predictions, nothing. I'm out. Yeah, that's me. And this may be the most unbelievable night in Cornester football history.